Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. Guys, this past couple weeks has been huge for the zoo. Looking at the analytics, the growth for us over the past weeks has been insanely big. Put this in perspective, the last episode of the zoo got a seventh of my total listens. I got a little over 200 listens on the past episode, which is insane. Over the past year and a half, I've only had 700 listens until this last episode. This is huge, huge growth. So I know you guys have been sharing the zoo. Thank you so much. It means so much to me, guys. Thank you so much. If you could continue to do that, seriously, it would help me so much. Nothing I want more for the zoo than growth right now. I, I I can't do this without you guys. I want to grow the show. I want it to be more than it is today. And I can't do it without you. So guys, please continue to share the zoo on social media with your friends, wherever you're getting it. Just share the love a little bit. It means so much. Nothing means more to anyone than a personal recommendation. Be that for a podcast, for a car, for anything. Nothing means more than a personal recommendation. So please help me get this in more ears. Share the zoo. It means so much to me. Again, guys, thank you. Alright, today diving right back into our series about the devil's tools for devouring this world. I'm calling this series The Devil's D's. You know, you caught the last episode, it was awesome. In part two, the tool we're going to focus on is destruction. Fair warning, this episode is going to be scripture heavy again. So let's just start strong. The book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 10. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you your life as your victor's crown. All right. Not exactly starting off on a happy note, are we? The scripture does say a few things. First, we're going to suffer. Even Jesus warned us that we wouldn't be liked very much. We're going to be tested, persecuted, maybe even killed. Not exactly a strong start. But If that's the case, our reward is going to be great. It's going to be huge, and it's going to be a heavenly reward. It's not exactly encouraging for today, though. 
don't worry, I will get there, is not going to be all doom and gloom today. But this is why we're told in 1 Peter 5 verse 8 to stay alert, to watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You see, that's what the devil does. The devil deceives and he destroys and he devours all he comes in contact with. We're nothing but food to him. Once he can isolate us, we become easier to deceive and destroy. You know, bit of what we talked about last week. In John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, it says it this way. When we fall away from God, the desire for the infinite still remains. But it's displaced upon things that will lead to certain destruction. Ultimately, nothing in this life apart from God can satisfy our desires. Tragically, we continue to chase the desires into infinitum. The chronic state of relentless or worse, angst, anger, anxiety, division, depression, all leading to a life of hurry. Now this quote later basically flips it into, you know, it's a continued cycle. The more we are falling into this life of hurry, the more we're separated from God, the more our desire for the infinite, it's just it's a never-ending loop. It's a cycle, a spiral of destruction. This is the tool I'm talking about today. The, the goal is a slow path to destruction. Now, if that sounds familiar, you're probably thinking of screw tape letters from C.S. Lewis. Again, from Uncle Screw Tape. The safest road to hell is a gradual one. The gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones or signposts. Now, what Uncle Screwtape is referring to is a long, distracted life. One filled with depression and unfulfillment, with no major sins, no dramatic happenings of evil, but slowly and surely, a slope to destruction. Guys, I know this has been real gloomy, but please hang in here. I've, I'm going to turn this around, I promise. Before I do that, though, one more problem I'm going to talk about here. One more tool. One sin of this modern society that seldom even thought of as a sin anymore is pride. The proud always think best of themselves and often to belittle others. And it's a self-defeating thing. If we're not careful, if we don't check it, if we don't understand it, pride is so self-abusive. It makes us 
refuse help because we're above that. It makes us turn down positions. I've known a handful of people, a couple really in my close circle, that will refuse to to work somewhere because they think they're worth more. And quite truly, they are worth more. But they would rather take nothing over a specific dollar value, even though they can't pay their bills this month. It's that pride that's self-defeating, and it continues that depressive spiral. More on this in the next episode, though. For now, let's get back to this. C.S. Lewis regarded pride as the essential vice, the utmost evil. Or, direct quote from him, pride is the complete anti-God state of mind. Many people today, however, view pride as a virtue and a key component in emotional maturity and self-actualization. Man. He continued, pride or self-conceit is the opposite of humility. Unchastity, anger, greed, drunkenness, all that are mere flea bites in comparison. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. Again, the complete anti-God state of mind. You don't want to take it from a mere man. No, C.S. Lewis, still just a mere man. How about the Bible? The book of Proverbs 16.18 Pride goes before destruction, and haughtiness before the fall. Bet you've heard that before, haven't you? You see, pride is never satisfied. It's never happy. It sees only superiority in what it has over the next man. It doesn't give. It only takes. Guys, this is a huge tool from the devil. It's a major tool, and scholars say pride is the original sin. I saw that quote from, had to be a dozen scholars when researching for this episode. Let's bring this back to my main point here. If the devil can make you or aid you in becoming proud or a prideful person. He can destroy you, like literally destroy you and your whole life and tear others down around you. It's a major thing right now. Go on any social media. You're going to see warnings that, hey, words hurt. And if you're a prideful person, I know I have been at times, your pride pulls down the people around you. And especially the people you love. Because you're with them the most and you're often the least guarded around them. So you don't check your words before you say them. Being quite vulnerable and honest here, I've struggled with pride in the past. 
if you've known me for any length of time, you know that at one point I wanted to be a hip hop star. I wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> it's kind of a funny anecdote now, but part of that part of that lifestyle is building yourself up around your self ambitions, your hustle. And when you're young and foolish and don't know any better, you don't check your words, you don't check what you say. And I definitely used words that I shouldn't shouldn't have used to degrade and to tear down other people because I was proud and I thought I was the best. Newsflash, I wasn't not even close. But my words tore people down to the point where they thought less of themselves. They believed a lie that I said. And it's all because of pride. So let's flip this episode around. How do we defend ourselves against this weapon? Simply put, humility. It's not just a good idea, guys. It's commanded of us. Book of James, chapter 4, verse 7. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. To become humble is no small feat. Real humility is putting others before yourself. Or... You probably heard this too, loving your neighbors as yourselves. I've touched on this a little bit too. Guys, putting others before yourself, making sure their needs are met before your own. Start small, start in your own home. If Shalane needs me to tear apart the house instead of taking downtime, you know, not tear apart, like destroy it, but like we need stuff moved around. We need to rearrange a closet. We need to rearrange our kitchen. But I only have a couple days off a week and I just want to relax on the couch. Shalane's sanity needs to come before myself. That's a very, very simple form of putting others' needs above my own. But that's where it can start. Small acts of service sometimes quite often self-sacrificing acts of service is the start down the road to becoming a humble person guys this is an intro to spiritual warfare this whole series is and it's gonna get deeper and it's gonna confront some hard thoughts but Again, we're commanded, we must be willing to stand firm and fight the good fight. You see, we are actually in a war. We are actually in a battle between good and evil. If you read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, it says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. This is war. And 
there's no neutrality. We can't be Sweden, guys. This is real black and white. You're either on the side of God, truth and light and good, or you're not. There's no lukewarm. There's no halfway. Relooking at Ephesians 6.12, I found this passage particularly helpful when I started down this path. You see, it reminds me that people, even people I don't agree with, are never my enemy. We may be forced into situations that don't favor our beliefs or moral standings. No, we work every day. Most of us don't work in the church. But we must remember that we're called to serve. As people of God, we are put in positions where we need to share the good news. It is the Great Commission. We are called to share God's love with all people and all nations, not just the ones that we like, not just the ones we agree with. We are one people. Lately, it seems like we are a very select, chosen few. We are not an ethnic minority, but a minority nonetheless. My old small group back in the city I used to live with, we used to seek out people that we could bring into our our small group, our small circle, and we called them people of peace. Whether that's a biblical term or not, I don't know. I don't think so. But we sought these people out to bring them into our fold. We sought out people of peace. These are the people that we maybe not agreed with 100%, but those seeds had already been planted and we wanted to grow them. But we often took it another step and sought out people who we really knew wouldn't agree with us, just to share God's love with them. Often just small acts of love, small acts of kindness, buying their coffee for them at Tim Hortons. You know, see someone at a park who's just sitting there, just go sit down and see if you can strike up a conversation. Maybe it led somewhere, maybe it didn't. Maybe you planted seeds, maybe you didn't. But it was just small acts of sharing the good news. Trying to bring more people together. It's all about community. Guys, the God's love, God's whole being is being in community. Remembering that united we stand, divided the devil destroys. And nothing I've shared here this episode or really on this entire podcast, this entire this entire thing I'm doing, I'm not sharing new ideas. Nothing I can say on this subject is really a revolutionary idea. This is all ancient knowledge passed down by my teacher, my king and my savior. Jesus. 
he said all of this before, and of course he said so much more, and of course so much better than I can. There's nothing I can tell you that he hasn't already said. Nothing that's going to have a positive effect on your life anyway. Just remember this. The devil is a liar. He aims to deceive and destroy. Jesus came to give you life and to give you life in the fullest. Zookeepers, my aim for this whole series is that you just stay alert for the devil's attacks. And my hope is that you're ultimately encouraged in standing strong, standing strong in your faith and standing strong with God. My whole aim for this series is that you can see maybe a little bit more clearly what these attacks are, where they're coming from, and how they're going to come at you in the future. As always, guys, if you like what I'm saying here, reach out. Let me know. I love to hear from you guys. Don't forget to rate this podcast anywhere that you're listening. Five stars is always appreciated, but please be honest. And of course, go check out the guys over at Podbelly Network. Um, That's podbelly.com. There's a ton of really cool shows there. A lot of which don't align with what I'm saying, but, you know, could be entertaining. For now, guys, stay strong. Stay alert. I love you guys. Have a good week. And God bless.